All right, guys, welcome back to Eat Last Podcast. Today we have um, Billy and Kaylee from uh, Calamari Canteen joining us today. Um, they've uh, started uh, full time on this bus- in the street food business not, not long ago, right before the lockdown, actually. And uh, so they're relatively new into this business in, uh, for full time. And um, I thought it was really good to kind of bring uh, Billy and Kaylee on to kind of tell people about their experience uh, they also have a, a really nice uh, truck as well um, that looks wonderful and uh, I'd love to kind of know a little bit more about their kind of journey of kind of finding the truck and transforming it into uh, a food truck so hi Billy hi Katie how are you guys hello we're good hi how is everyone how, how's um how's the the lockdown treating you guys uh yeah it's a bit bit strange it's all like a kind of same as everyone really we just i reckon in the last week we've said we've started to slowly get used to a new routine of yeah of this weird time it's becoming a little bit more normal now weirdly it has become a bit more normal um it is is this an odd time at the moment but um i have a feeling you know 12 months from now people's going to look back and say it wasn't that bad you know we were stuck at home all day but it wasn't that yeah. bad but um, yeah, thank you for joining us today, guys. Um, thank you for taking your time uh, and, and telling your side of the story. Um, I'd love to kind of know a bit more about it. Uh, so I have personally haven't actually met you guys before. We've kind of connected over Instagram. Yeah. Um, you guys kind of reached out a few months ago, you know, asking, you know, uh, a little bit, uh, a few questions from myself about the street food business. And, you know, I'm, I'm delighted to kind of be able to kind of share a little bit of my experience, but you guys have a wonderful story and I would like to know a bit more about it. So maybe uh, if we start by, you know, giving, um, introducing yourself uh, and then tell us a little bit more about what you do for uh, culinary canteen. Um, yeah. So do you guys want to start first? Kaylee yeah. or Billy? Yeah, yeah so, let Billy start. Go on. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm Billy. Um, I'm I guess co-owner with Kaylee. We're business partners as well as husband and wife. Um, yeah, so we've got a fifty-fifty split. Um, <laughs> Kaylee's more of the um, menu development and creative side, I guess. Um, and I guess I'm more of the sous chef and yeah, I think well, I think it's, you, Billy's probably playing himself down a little bit. He's kind of like you said, we kind of reached out to you, um, and last year time, um, just well, to kind of yeah, yeah, just to kind of chat, um, to you and get you on fire. And that, that was Billy, really. Billy's kind of the one who's done a lot of the um communication, yeah. the kind of like the marketing side, the advertisement, social media, and he has kind of reached out quite a lot um, to other street food traders just to kind of get a little bit of an idea of what to do, really, because like you say, we're so new in this game. Um, Mm. I mean, in terms of where we started with Calamari Canteen, we started last, last, when was it, last May? Last May, so pretty much a year ago now. Oh, that was cocktails and calamari. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. We started as cocktails and calamari, and we still are that brand. Um, mm-hmm. But we really started about five years ago blogging. Um, we just, I mean, we love food, and it's our passion. It's something that we really enjoy. Um, we just started writing a little blog, started the Instagram, 
maybe 2016, 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, Billy, oh, did you approach the Edge magazine? Yeah, like we, we've not long moved into uh, our new place in Chelmsford. And there wasn't really much, I don't know, food. There, was, there wasn't really much going on in the way of like exciting food or anything around about town. Uh-huh. I see a local magazine and I approached them about writing like a food column. Uh-huh. And then from there, I don't know, we ended up just writing a, a piece mm-hmm. once a month. Um, and that's sort of how, how we started, I guess. Yeah, cool. we, we started writing under um, Cocktails and Calamari. It was mainly um, kind of recipes, yeah. cocktail recipes, recipes we were doing at home, a few reviews when we kind of went into London, which we did most uh-huh. weeks. Um and then last year, May time, Billy just said to me, oh, by the way, I've um, decided to get us a pitch at this food and drink festival. We had no <laughs> no equipment, no equipment, no recipes, no, literally nothing. And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. when is it next year? And he was like, um, no, it's in six weeks. I was like, oh, okay. Um, right. <laughs> so it's like a really big festival, two days, thousands of people in Essex. Um, uh-huh paying to go there and we've got a pitch so we had to really quickly get uh-huh. our really good friend Catherine Pierce just a uh-huh. little bit of marketing in there um, uh-huh. for her but she did our logo she really helped us out we had a big banner borrowed a gazebo from a friend um, uh-huh. just started thinking about what we're actually going to cook and we come up with um, calamari po' boys mm-hmm. um, and Billy come up with some cocktails that would go along with that cuisine mm-hmm. and we just went for it i mean billy do you want to talk about how much good you prepared for that well yeah obviously <laughs> the first ever trading day i guess like most people we didn't re- we didn't really know what to expect but yeah. on a, a scale of that size when they said that there was like whatever ten thousand people yeah. or something come over over the course of the weekend uh-huh uh, I can't even think of how much. I think it was like he must have done about um, four boxes of squid. But wow! Was, I think it was about three hundred squid yeah. that you, you wow. And obviously, that was a lot. We had about loads of buns that we'd got from a local baker's. We just had no idea. Got a, my, our really good friend Caroline over to help us for free um, for two whole days. And yeah, we. I mean, it was an experience as a first. The first thing we ever did as a yeah, um, absolutely, yeah. that's um, amazing. Oh my god! Yeah, it was, it was mental. It was really fun. We loved it, and then we just talk, talk was... about talk about jumping into the deep ends, huh? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I love it because you. I mean, just just by listening to that story, I can already see that you guys are more of those shoot and then aim kind of people you know you, you you do it first and then you say yes to it first and then you just figure out later because that's yeah. what you do right yeah I'd say that's definitely Billy <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> I'd, say, <laughs> I'd say for me I'm a little bit more of a a planner which I think probably works really well, well yeah. yeah because I, I love a list and I like yeah. to know you yeah. know exactly what we're doing when we're doing it and kind of forward planning but Mm-hmm. You know, we, we love kind of, and in this industry, like you say, street food, things can just pop up and you can just get an email or a, a, a message on Instagram that would just say, you know, do you fancy collaborating with this or do you want to do this? Yeah, or, yeah. Um, yeah. 
that's what's really exciting about it just completely challenges it's, it's it's about kind of getting yourself out there and then you know working as hard as possible and then you know opportunities will kind of eventually come your way um and it sounds like you know you like the two characters that you guys have complement very well with each other um do you know what in in fact uh you and i you know you guys and i were actually quite similar because i started as a food blogger as well i had a, i have a youtube ch- channel called yummy jubbly and um that kind of slowly manifested into me thinking about doing something in the in the kind of food business, and then street food was an option um, that I kind of went down eventually. So there's actually a lot in common between us. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I'll, to be honest, I'd love to kind of meet you guys eventually face to face. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, cool. without two meters distance, uh, we can maybe like yeah. yeah have a hug or at least a handshake. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Cool. So before before uh, Calamari Canteen, what was it that you guys, you know, what, what, was, what was it that you guys were doing? You know, did you were you guys in jobs or were you guys in businesses already? What, what were you guys up yeah. to? Oh, so myself, I've sort of always been in hospitality. I was um, like managing restaurants. Um, and then I guess, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's sort of where some of the love of food and that stemmed from. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was like a site general manager for a few different restaurants, like mainly chain places, like mm-hmm. uh, big Turtle Bays, Asiguanas, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess from there I've had a bit of experience in each department. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I can definitely, you know, we we benefit as a team from Billy's experience um, within that industry because I think Billy definitely saw a gap in the market, like we said about, you know, in where we live in in Chelmsford. Initially, there wasn't much going on in terms of exciting food um I think Billy sometimes maybe got frustrated with the lack of excitement with what he was selling in Mm. those in those particular chain restaurants Mm. um in terms of my background I'm um my profession is teacher so I'm a I'm an art and photography teacher um Mm. my profession I've been doing that for about six years now um and that was kind of always my main goal and then at university I realized that actually food was the passion that I had and I started to love cooking I started to love um kind of really just experimenting and spending my money going out to food markets and going out to restaurants and bars and when me and Billy kind of got together we both kind of went through that journey of of rediscovering food and and kind of teaching ourselves to cook um but it was never really something that we thought would we could do as a job we always had that dream of maybe owning a restaurant or a deli or maybe having somewhere permanent and being able to experience that buzz of Mm. having our own place and and doing that but we never thought it would actually happen it was just always a pipe dream really yeah um until we kind of dove in or Billy kind of pushed us into the deep end last year yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I mean at least you guys have dreams right I mean there's a lot of people that yeah. sort of get through life without much of a dreaming and you know just let society kind of take over their lives really um yeah. so fascinating that you guys had the dream and then now you're actually pursuing it which is you know which is great and you know Billy in the hospitality kind of um industry for so many years 
you know, at the end of the day, street food, even though we're on the street, it, it is still um, a hospitality business. You know, it's about customer service and providing the, the, the best kind of customer experience. And with the creative side of um, Kaylee, you know, uh, that also helps as well with marketing and your branding and everything. So you guys are almost like a, you guys are almost like a power couple <laughs> in, in, the, in the street food world. Yeah, yeah. Well, we like to. <laughs> We'd that. like to get there, yeah. <laughs> no, well, you know, we have to. We all have to start somewhere, don't we? Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Cool. I mean, obviously, the you you said that you guys started off with um, cocktail and calamari, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Cool. And and that was because of the uh, uh, you did that festival and you wanted to serve cocktail and calamari. Uh, how did yeah. the how did this brand um, come about then? The calamari canteen, and and, and how would you kind of describe it? You know, what, how would you say that? How would you describe your 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 new brand? I guess um, I guess it's when it become a realization that we could go full time and mm-hmm. uh, and joining Curb. I mean, obviously, as you know, like a lot of markets, you're not going to be able to sell alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, obviously, our initial branding of Cocktails and Calamari was a little bit confusing for some people. Mm. Um, and as much as we love street food, we still like doing refined stuff as well. So we've kind of developed the Cocktails and Calamari into more of a supper club and um, events like that side of the catering industry. And mm-hmm. our calamari canteen is kind of all branded around our street food truck. So mm-hmm. more street food dishes, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when um, we were at Venn Street Market, Rupert and um, Charlie from Curb came down to try our food. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they were really complimentary. They really liked the food. They enjoyed it and everything. And the, but the one thing that Rupert said that everybody on the uh, in the office kind of pointed out was the fact that the first word in our our brand is cocktails so they yeah. really suggested changing that before we kind of maybe went into the markets full time um so we had a bit of a panic i think really and a bit of a, a stress because that was kind of our baby really wasn't it yeah, cocktails yeah. and calamari we thought oh my god our whole thing has got to change but we sat down and we realized actually it's really it's it's right it's we've worked, got to yeah, make yeah. it clear and, and i think the biggest thing um, for anyone going into street food um, is to make your product really, really clear mm-hmm. and really accessible to anyone walking past. Yep. It's, yeah. it's got to be obvious what you sell. So Calamari Canteen for us was was something we went to. And again, our friend Catherine, um, really quickly, within a couple of days, mocked up all the illustrations that are all over our uh-huh. van wrap, a whole new logo, and... Yeah. Um, and we kind of went with that. So now we've got our two Instagram accounts. Um, yeah. One which is for the more refined supper club idea. Mm-hmm. And one which is going down um, for our street mm-hmm. food markets and, and with the van. Um, I mean, calamari is what we love and what we started with. But we don't just sell calamari. And it's not kind of our whole menu. It's more of a no, seafood yeah. I love of seafood really and getting seafood out there a little bit more mm. in the markets. Yeah. I mean looking I mean if if people seen your van before, there there's there's uh there, there's no mistake in what you guys serve. You know, it's it's calamari canteen mm. like, you know, written across the van and then, you know, you have these different illustrations um all over the van as well with kind of bright, vibrant kind of colours, um, which is really cool. Um, do you think it's like quite important then? you know, to kind of really uh, showcase what you sell 
uh, with your kind of design of the van as well. Yeah, definitely. I think like the van, obviously we wanted it to be, you, you obviously you want it to stand out amongst other trailers mm-hmm. because people want, they're going to make a snap decision on what they're going to get for lunch mm-hmm. a lot of the time, especially at the lunch market. Yeah. And um, like Katie said, making it clear and just putting out there what you are selling straight away is yeah obviously yeah one of the biggest things well we know just walking past a and we we do do this and i think we know by trying um and setting up ourselves and trying um different food and markets it's not always how pretty the van is or how pretty the store Mm. is but it 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 does draw you in a a color a logo um you know it it, a van definitely kind of draws you towards it um but I think what we wanted from the van and, and that brand and that side of our, our business with um, Calamari Canteen, mm-hmm. which is different from Cocktails and Calamari, it's almost like Calamari Canteen is like the kind of rebellious, yeah, yeah. kind of like cooler side of our company, you know, with the black van and the, the kind of pastel yeah, colours. Yeah, yeah. we, we wanted that obvious difference between the yeah. two um, that hopefully isn't confusing uh-huh. no. and hopefully becomes less confusing as... As it develops. Yeah, yeah. As it sure. Develops. You guys are rebels with a course. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, so you guys obviously started, you know, uh, you, I mean, you guys uh, went full-time uh, at the end of last year, but you guys actually been doing this, you know, much longer. Uh, and when you guys decided to kind of do this full-time, uh, was it definitely street food that you wanted to kind of continue to pursue? Or did you guys also kind of thought about um, having maybe like a brick and mortar, like a permanent kind of pop up uh, location, or was street food with a van uh, always an option? Or did you even did you thought about street food with uh, a gazebo? How, how did you kind of finally decide on the idea of doing street food with a van? Uh, I think well, we we did initially start with a gazebo, like back when we was cocktails and calamari. Mm-hmm. But once once we set the brand as Calamari Canteen, yeah. um, it was more like the practical side of it as well. Sure. Where we was trade, trading in London with Curb, obviously. And um, we actually live in Chelmsford. So it was more of the fact of like getting into central London and like parking and stuff like that. So we was like, obviously, if we had a van, the day is going to be a lot easier. On Much ourselves. easier. I can tell I can from my uh, own experience. Yeah, and we could have got a transit, you know, a van to to actually take our gazebo yeah. there. But we started looking at everything. We thought, actually, this is really exciting because it almost feels like whenever we're in the van, yeah. it feels like to us that we're in a little mini kitchen. Yeah. It, it feels like it's got that that setup that for mm. us it, it has more of a personal buzz. Mm because we've kind of created our own space and we've we've kind of got the van wrapped and everything, mm. you know, how, how we kind of wanted it to yeah. look. So, yeah, it was really, it was really mainly, I mean, we'd love to, you know, eventually lead towards having a permanent, you know, kitchen. And, yeah, a permanent you know, kitchen spot would, would be nice. It'd be amazing. Um, and also, we still want to trade with gazebos because... Yeah there are going to be moments where we might go to an event or a, a market where actually a van is completely not feasible. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, we, we have got a lot of stuff 
in in storage that yeah. we can bring out and and kind of do it with. Um, but I think almost the van for us was a an almost almost like a reason to go full time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost because it's you know it's a really scary thing to leave your your full time job and a profession yeah. and you know to say people around you oh yeah I'm, I'm leaving teaching to um to to be a street food yeah. trader people kind of look at you like you're a bit crazy yeah um, uh, it's more like people that are not into street food yeah that. They, they, they probably don't you understand yeah. Yeah. why are you, you going to go and flip burgers or whatever yeah that's what they think yeah. yeah people not kind not of like have that, that impression yeah. but it it get in the van I think it gave us that, establishment that kind of yeah, yeah, it kind yeah. of thought, well, we, we've done that now. Yeah. We've, we've put the money down. We, we've just got to go yeah. for it and take that jump, which obviously we did. And then, unfortunately, this yeah. happened. Well, you know, you had the guts to take the, the leap, you know. So, you know, hands down, I totally mm-hmm. respect that. And I completely understand, you know, um, your situation of, you know, people kind of giving you the weird look. Because I was working, yeah. I was working as an architect for 10 years. You know, and you when I decided to kind of take the leap and do street food, everyone said I was an idiot. Um, maybe yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I am an idiot, but uh, you, you know, who cares about what other people say, right? Exactly. Yeah. I've 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 felt far. I've just felt so much more content and happy. And happy and you know, yeah, yeah, just that passion of you know what? Yeah, you're working twelve hours, or you you know, you're staying up late prepping stuff and and traveling, but it's it's because you yeah. love it. Yeah. Go that word it. comes up time and time again when I speak to uh, Mother Street Food vendors. Happy. You know, it's all about mm-hmm. being happy at the end of the day. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, talking about happy, I'm obviously, you know, you obviously want to kind of bring your customers happiness. I mean, you have such a, you know, uh, an unmistakable, you know, an unforgettable. What kind of experience mm. that you want to bring to your customer who comes to your to your your store and 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 order your food? What kind of like from the beginning from uh, the moment they come to order to the whole kind of cooking process to them receiving the food? What kind of experience that you want them to have? I think definitely. I mean, for us, we love street food ourselves, so we love um, just being around that buzz when we're not working there. Um, and I think for us before we started the one thing we wanted was for people to understand our passion mm-hmm. for what we're mm-hmm. cooking yeah. um, so we hope that in our menu and what we serve and the way we explain it and we are always willing to talk to customers about yeah. what's in in the um the food and what's on the menu and how we've made yeah. it and you know just kind of get that across that passion across to the customer is really important mm-hmm. to us um, and for them to kind of obviously get that when they taste the food and um, to be able to enjoy it as much as we enjoy actually prepping it or yeah. coming up with the, the mm. menu. Um, in terms of, I guess, in, yeah, I guess that's really the, the main, the main yeah. role, isn't it? I, yeah, just creating a whole experience, really, that they're going to re- talk about and remember. Yeah. Like yeah. you say, from from ordering all the way through to actually getting their food off the counter, yeah. um, just making it an experience, I guess, and engaging with yeah. them. That's That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Engaging with customers is, uh, you know, obviously very important. Um, it's to kind of build that kind of rapport and that relationship. Uh, you know, as you know, with curb markets especially, we're around a lot yes. of kind of offices. Um, 
and you go we, we go back in kind of specific days and you know you do want to have those um customer that just kind of keeps returning uh or kind of spread the yeah. words uh for you yeah i mean we we had plans and ideas of kind of things like um you know doing rewards and things on instagram social media and um kind of getting some loyalty cards out there and you know just kind of giving back to people who are, who are coming back to yeah, us yeah. and um, building that relationship up and i think those relationships are really important with customers um as much as they are with other traders so i think um that was the goal and hopefully we can kind of start that up yeah, again whenever exactly, yeah. whenever we we all get back to the market cool again. i'm looking forward to going to see that journey uh kind of pans out um it sounds like you know you guys obviously have a lot of fun and enjoy the this kind of whole process of kind of building your business and creating new ideas but um you know all this doesn't come without challenges as well um so you know from 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 the experience that you have so far running this business full time what what kind of challenges um have you faced so far um and how do you overcome them i think uh willing to be flexible i think is something yeah. that's that's a challenge for me because i'm a i'm a control freak <laughs> <laughs> and um i i say that with pride because it definitely helps me in terms of planning and, and everything else and, and knowing what we're doing but actually it's realizing that street food is about what suits a place and what suits yeah. the customers and what suits the time or the event or the mm -hmm. space and and kind of realizing that actually what me and billy want to cook and eat and 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 do isn't necessarily going to fit for that kind of event or for street food so you know you might have an idea that it doesn't necessarily pan out to somebody you know needing that food within you know five ten minutes walking away with it in their hands and eating it at mm. their desk or eating it on mm. the bench that I dish I might think, not work. Uh, an example of that is that right now because we're not trading in london we're trading in chelmsford on mm -hmm. delivery we've kind of had to adapt our mm -hmm. menu to what chelmsford wants not what london yep. wants you know yeah. um but also what travels well. Yeah, and what travels well. <laughs> in a, on a on a back of a bike, yeah. you know, like if we. Hello. Hello. Oh. Sorry, did that. Hello. Yep. 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 Sorry. Yep. Um, you know, we, we know yep. that at a street food market, we are putting um, hot calamari, fresh calamari, into a pot. Someone's eating it, usually right there in front of us, and we know it's fresh. Mm -hmm. Getting on the back of a delivery push bike halfway across town yeah. is it, we're trying to you know having to change our menu slightly to to kind of fit that um mm -hmm. i think that's a big big challenge yeah. um for me accounts and money and all of that kind of thing i'm not very good at but luckily billy is <laughs> so he he unfortunately well, yeah. has to i don't mind doing that deal with that side a bit um it's just yeah. getting used to all of that it's just also new yeah yeah i mean i'm I'm not particularly good at that as well um luckily i have my wife you know that <laughs> does does all that for me uh even though she doesn't run this the, the business with me full time but um yeah I, I think you know a key thing what uh kaylee said is about being flexible mm -hmm. um not just in our business but in general really in life uh you know we always come up with challenges and we're just going to need to adapt and 
and uh, and and be flexible and find new new ways to kind of overcome uh, problems and challenges. Cool. I mean, um, you you guys said that um, you guys love seafood, um, uh, so and you guys love calamari, obviously. Um, how, do you have any have do you have any kind of plans in uh, kind of uh, developing the, um, the the menu to kind of go beyond uh, calamari? Maybe bring even more seafood into into your menu. What's the plan for the future for the menu? Yeah, I mean, just before, well, obviously, just before uh, everything happened, our menu we had um, a Korean fish burger run there, mm-hmm. uh, so it was like Kaylee's inspiration it was uh, yeah yeah well i mean it was a yeah korean flavor inspired obviously you know neither of us are korean neither of us would um say that we necessarily have um training any any traditional cuisine but we enjoy um you know trying so many different foods and i think that's what's really important about calamari canteen is it's not just one cuisine we're really interested in just try out different flavors um but using seafood so the fish burger you know we we, we um, made a patty with king prawns and um, white fish and salmon um, and kimchi and mm-hmm. gochujang uh, and just um, that was really really yeah, successful yeah. and actually everyone really enjoyed that and we did have some ideas and we still do have some ideas uh, moving forward to to use that but try and put a bit of a twist on it by using calamari mm-hmm. within it or by kind of serving it with our um, kind of signature calamari dish. So we've got quite a lot of things in the pipeline that we're trying out at home and that we're we're going to be kind of testing out some recipes for that. But definitely seafood is, yeah, is I what's think important. What we said yeah. was like, we're going to use seafood. Obviously, calamari is what we want to be known for. It's like the, mm. the star dish, if you like, or the whatever. But just using seasonal, as a seasonal menu, I guess. With yeah, seafood. I mean, we like we said about being flexible. The main, the thing, our our kind of initial idea when we start, we did our first um, food festival last year was to try and change the cuisine with a matching cocktail every like month or six weeks, which obviously <laughs> is so unrealistic because yeah. you can't like, as you know, changing a menu or changing what you sell is really difficult. It, it involves a lot of um, trials, a lot, you know, it, it's just, it would be impossible to do that. So this sounds fantastic yeah, yeah it does it would be great but our our aim it would be fantastic our aim is to kind of maybe change with the weather change yeah. with the season mm-hmm. like kind of you know mm-hmm. um what goes well in spring and summer and winter and what people would really be kind of craving <clears throat> at that time um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but really showcasing the seafood element of that dish um, yeah no matter what cuisine it is really it's just all about yeah, yeah taking advantage of of, of seafood Excellent. Yeah, and I think people should eat a bit more seafood. Um, I don't think there's like you know enough kind of seafood on on our streets uh, on the streets of London. Right, um, a lot of a lot of them is like paellas, but you know there's so much more to it. You know they're steamed, they're deep fried, they're grilled. Exactly, yeah. um, much more to it. Um, I mean, this the, the next question is more for you know people who is you know uh, a bit like yourself a few months ago plan to kind of do this full time um what, what does like a like a typical day look like for you um 
the day that you serve on the, or at, at one of the markets? Um, how do you start your day and how do you end it? So a normal day, if we was at the market, I guess what time we get up? Half six? Early, yeah, pretty early, six-ish, really, um, getting up. My plan, I love exercise. I don't know if this would actually have played out if lockdown hadn't happened <laughs> But um, I love exercise, uh-huh. so the plan was to get up extra early to still do my daily exercise and then go in. But I'll maybe recap, um, catch up with that next yeah. year and see how that goes. But usually it's kind of <laughs> getting up early, six-ish. And then we the night before, we have everything already, Yeah, yeah. you know, cook, like prepares all the sauces. We do the night before, everything else boxed up, ready to go, portioned. Everything gets mm-hmm. in the van, in it, you know, locked away in a kind of cord box. Make sure it's all kind of um, ready to ready to get on the road, and then get in the traffic to London. Yeah, which... it's normally about like yeah. an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. Here to, here to the market, um, yeah. And then obviously arrive about half nine ish. Start yeah. setting up. I mean, <clears> lunch. <throat> I say we're luckily that luckily we don't really have a lot of on-site prep that we do no prep. because we prep all of our <laughs> yeah. seafoods um at home um yeah so and and the cooking process at the store it's is, so is quick. quite yeah yeah it's like quite simple and fresh so yeah we, we don't really have too much prep to do i mean you really usually for us for anyone starting it i would say the most important part of the day is definitely being prepared the night before yeah having mm. enough sleep um, or trying to um, having yeah. breakfast and a coffee because you're probably not going to eat. <laughs> um, nope. You know, kind of just b- being fueled and ready to go. Um, yeah. Really loves to post a few bits on social media, don't you? Just before yeah, kind of never getting. Never forget social media just before the before you start. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, just enjoy service, I guess. Putting music um, on. Yeah. Getting music, get music on. on. Enjoy service. <laughs> Gotta get the music. Yeah. Gotta get the music on. <laughs> it's gotta be some nineties or pop punk for us. Which <laughs> not everyone's cup of tea, but we get it going. Um, I love it. I love to kind of trade next to you. Yeah. Guys, man. <laughs> and then I guess <clears throat> that is the not so fun stuff of oh. starting the clean downs. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess we've done both, but with a gazebo setup, you've got to pack it's all a lot that harder, as well. Yeah. We're quite lucky mm. in respect that. The main thing that we have to do is obviously like drain our fryers and that before we before we drive in, um, and, then, mm-hmm. and then cleaning down, driving home, and washing everything up, ready yeah. for the next day again. I mean, what we you know, again, this might be something that would change after a year of doing it, of doing markets, you know, five six days a week, seven days a week, um, but we still really enjoy getting in um, and and cooking dinner because we genuinely do love cooking. Yeah. And I mean, other, other street food traders might be like, mm, "That'll change. That was <laughs> you, you'll be kind of putting your feet up and and having beans and toast, yeah. like, <laughs> or a bowl of cereal and falling asleep." But you know, we, we yeah. do really enjoy cooking still, and that's something that um kind of helps to get us kind of a little bit relaxed, relaxed guess, yeah, yeah, um for the next day. Cool. Yeah, that that actually kind of caveats um segues nicely into the the next kind of question actually um is what motivates you um because you know there's going to be days that is great there's going to be days that is not so great but um what kind of motivates you to kind of continue with this um obviously your love for food um and love of cooking kind of 
pushes you and you know uh, and, and motivates you to do it but what else kind of motivates you in business and in life uh i don't know really i think it's the idea of the the end result of after a service like hearing the feedback or mm-hmm. seeing the reviews and just seeing your product out there uh like when you mm. see other people taking photos yeah. of it and sharing it and when you actually like step back and take a look, you're like, wow, like you've, you, you kind of like proud of what you've done. And mm. yeah, mm. yeah it's I mean, a nice feeling. Yeah, definitely. The, the kind of feedback, it still takes us aback actually when, you know, someone will leave a review or, you know, just face when, when we were face to face at market, someone coming back and yeah, just ordering again. Going out of their yeah. way to come back and say, oh, that was really nice. Or see it, you next yeah. week or something. And, is... and, and kind of knowing people really enjoy your food. And I think, Mm-hmm. Our motivation really business wise and going forward is definitely we've seen all these little wins. We've seen these yeah. kind of mm-hmm. wow, actually we've done like curb was definitely our goal and, and other people might think, Oh, that's you know they might un- it was a goal, wasn't it, for next year yeah. really. We thought we we'd set, be trading. Like, we set a, a, a goal like to be trading with in Lon- or in London at least yeah. by next year. Mm. Um, mm. yeah, from like a year from now. So to to be sort of like asked to join them before that we was like oh okay so there is some potential here so it, it give us like that confidence. motivation and confidence to, yeah. to to carry on yeah great that's fantastic i mean i i love the fact that your motivation is the um the positive mm-hmm. impact that you made on your customers um i mean some motivate some people's motivated by you know the 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 the, the so-called success uh, that and money and stuff but you know your your motivation is more of you're making the uh an impact or a positive kind of difference to that individual person yeah uh, during that lunch break in that day yeah. and um i think it's these kind of small things that kind of would eventually kind of build your business because you know it's late your it's almost like the business is built on a foundation of your customer really loving your food yeah. and um you know you guys making a, a difference to to their to their lunchtime yeah, yeah definitely that's that's always going to be and I think and always been our goal I think as a teacher money's never been my motivation really no. um, um mm. I think yeah for sure for both of us it's all about seeing that that develop and seeing the food develop and seeing our customers different people trying our food enjoying yeah. it and and seeing yeah. how that will go and where it will go yeah yeah good things will good things will happen if you know, as long as you, you're honest and, uh, you know, you do it with good intention. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so for so uh, for someone that, you know, that wants to kind of get into the street food business, mm. um, you know, what, what kind of advice would you give them? And, you know, what 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 kind of things, you know, should they be expecting, um, you know, doing this business, you know, based on what you've experienced so far? Um, I guess... For me, if I think back to the start, it would probably be setting yourself deadlines. Like Katie said, me booking that pitch fee, mm. although it mm. sounded like a bit like extravagant, it it gives mm-hmm. you the deadlines what you're working to. Like, because sometimes if you be like, oh, you can end up just putting stuff <coughs> off, and oh, I'll leave it till next week. Um, but I would recommend signing up with NCAS. Obviously, like they're going to help you through all all the legal stuff that you're going to going to need to uh, go through like 
registering registering your business uh, and your kitchen, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. um, and I guess don't don't underestimate how how much work it is going to be. Um, don't get caught up in just the social media side of having a business and realize yeah. that there's a a lot of work that goes into even one day of trading. Mm. Um, like at the start, yep. we was losing like a whole day prior to trading just on prep. Um, yeah so yeah that's that's like the big points i'd say yeah i think i think one thing for me is definitely believing in what you're selling i think don't 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 go into it thinking oh i really like this one product i'm just i'm gonna base it all on this thing and then realize oh actually Mm. i'm i'm not that keen on it i don't really believe that people want it i think if you believe in what you what you're selling what you're putting out there other people are going to believe in it and i think people yep. see that and you'll want to do well with it and you'll want to keep going you'll want to go to the next step because you'll be proud of it and and you know i think that's really really important and i think to kind of yeah. go along with what billy said i think working smart is really important i think we've just got the hang of our prep our how we work well together yeah. kind of doing it instinctively <laughs> now i think you know you're going to make loads of mistakes mistakes are going to happen you're going to do things wrong you're going to over order and you're going to be prepping <laughs> hundreds of sweet yeah. tubes but yeah. um you know you're going to make them those mistakes and you're going to realize actually this is what i need um and, and kind of work smart with it but just just take those plunges like like billy did last year because it's what set us off going i think mm. just believe in it and go for it amazing um i think that's that's really good especially when you say that believe in your own product because you know from my experience i speak to a lot of people that sometimes they go into it saying oh, i'm not too sure if people's going to eat that um you know i was like well would you think that and then i would think why are you serving it then yeah exactly you should be, mm. you should be completely confident and believe in your own product mm. you know before it even launches not saying that in not saying that in an egotistic way um but in a way of kind of self-confident because at the end of the day we're running a business exactly. you know uh and when you're running a business you need to be confident yeah even if with challenges so i think that's a really good point you know you gotta uh, have about a bit of an ego for sure i think you still got you gotta to have a bit of ego <laughs> oh, yeah of course you, of course you, you know. yeah you gotta believe in it <laughs> especially when you're saying you always have maybe that people like seafood or that people aren't mm. too sure of like tentacles and things you you've got to kind of mm. push it out there and, and get people enjoying something they maybe wouldn't usually enjoy sure of course of course um of course you know we you know we're all in the kind of street food industry and you know we're, we're trying to run a run a business uh with so many kind of moving parts and kind of variables and factors that we need to kind of look after but do you guys, what apart from, you know, running the business, uh, Calamari Canteen, what else do you guys do? You know, do you have kind of hobbies outside, you know, of your business? Um, kind of things that you can do to switch off, relax and, you know, not think about the business? I think for us, again, genuinely, our hobby is eating and drinking. <laughs> and yeah. eating, drinking, cooking, and then eating a bit yeah. more, like, we absolutely love and one thing we are missing so much is the buzz Mm. of restaurants bars street food markets like Mm. we really enjoy just getting on a train and especially london but other you know traveling different countries 
Um, but our main aim and our main kind of itinerary anywhere we go mm. is always food. Is... Yeah, it'll be based around uh, where we want to eat or yeah. where we want to go. Oh, yeah, we usually go to countries because of the food. So we'll go, well, we really <laughs> want to try that. Like our next place is Mexico. We yeah. Mexico, oh, man. You know, whenever we can travel oh, man. again. Um, because yeah. we just love it and we really enjoy cooking um, from, from you know, from scratch, spending all day Saturday yeah, just, yeah, just cooking and trying new things, and yeah, it's really fun. cool. Billy, hey, Kaylee, I think we could be really good friends. That's why I travel as well. And the odd thing is, whenever I travel, I, I go to that location on Google, Google Earth or Google Maps, and I kind of pinpoint every place I want to eat, yeah. and then. We'll go there, and then once we once we arrive to the location where we want to eat, then we'll search. Okay, where's where there to do around here? Yeah. So we, we yeah we do. Food is always the, the yeah. That's I amazing. Usually, I'm kind of people think I'm. I mean, as I said earlier, I'm a bit of a control freak, but I tend to pre-book restaurants in different countries before we go that I know yeah. are really oh. popular. Wow! So, wow! We 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 kind of okay. pre <laughs> pre places sometimes. That is next level, Kelly. Yeah. That is next level. <laughs> um, or I kind of stalk the country on Instagram. You know, you just go on go yeah. on location tags and see what looks good. Yeah. Well, you know, once you booked it, there's no disappointment. So, you know, maybe I should start doing that Do as it. well. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> cool. So, I mean. um you know, Calamari Canteen started kind of end of last year. Um, it's still relatively kind of new business. And I think you guys are still kind of trying to navigate around these difficult times and, you know, what we need to be doing in the future as well. Yeah. But, um, you know, if, if things were kind of normal, what what kind of, you know, what exciting kind of future plans did you have for the, the, the business, um, you know, going forward? Um, I think definitely some more some collaborations some kind of pop-ups and mm. stuff clubs yeah really. we were sort of like working on the cocktails and calamari side of stuff as well in terms of we had a few pop-ups and sub clubs getting booked in uh working with yeah. other traders uh we we had something booked in with hop and roll um yeah rush had, yeah, yeah, yeah hop and roll yeah. um yeah so we had a couple of things in there you know some events some some um yeah just more pop-ups and stuff and i think clubs and... like the 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 street food side of stuff this year was more about uh just getting into some regular spots mm. really and uh Day grinding ourselves mm. and getting a yeah getting a getting a our faces good year, out there, a good year really. yeah yeah cool i mean I, I i don't think you guys will have any problems you know achieving all those you know you guys have a great brand a cool van and you know, I haven't tried your food yet, but uh, you know, on Instagram it looks so yummy. You. Um, so you know, I, you know, I, I really, I really hope that you know you guys can achieve all those kind of plans and ideas that you have in the future. Um, uh, sorry, mate. I'm just gonna. Sorry, guys. I'm just gonna looking through. You know what else we have to go through. Uh, Cool. Um, yeah. So finally, uh, you know, do you want to tell uh, a little bit about you know where people can actually find you? People that's listening on this podcast, where they can find you um, on social media or yeah. you know Facebook or whatever. Uh, yeah. So on Instagram, uh, we've got uh, Calamari Canteen LDN, uh, which is our street food account. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And our other cocktails and calamari is just that cocktails and calamari, uh, which is more events and supper clubs, uh, and which is also yep. our main website. So you can find everything on cocktailsandcalamari.com, which will be street food and supper clubs and uh, yeah, a little bit about us and that. Yeah, and at the moment, you know, we are on delivery, but in Chelmsford. Yeah, obviously um, way out of London. So, <laughs> But yeah, that's kind of what we're doing at the moment and doing that at the weekend. So trying to still get in the van, which is on the driveway, which <laughs> though not too, not as far to travel, no, to trade. Um, yeah, so, so that's what's going on right now. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, um, thank you so much, uh, Billy. Thanks so much, Kaylee, for taking time to, um, you know, share your experience with the with your street food um, experience. You know, hopefully when when this is all, hopefully when this is all over, you know, we can all kind of you know get back on track and finally meet meet each other and enjoy each other's food. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's been really enjoyable. No, complete pleasure. So, okay, thank you guys for uh, listening. You can find this recording um, on www.eatlar.co.uk and um, we'll be back with uh, another episode next week. Thank you. Goodbye, everyone.